0: Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Stop Telling Yourself You're Better. I want to get into so much on that and when we are just lying to ourselves (laughs) and trying to act as if until we are, as well as getting into a little bit about intuition versus ego and how can we tell the difference between the two because that gets a little messy sometimes. So this episode is going to be packed full of stuff, guys. I can't wait to get started. So here we go. Thanks for joining. I'm going to start by apologizing if I'm sniffly today. New England seems to be going through its own changes, and I might be its latest victim as far as allergies, Um, (laughs) but I'm okay. So just so I don't have a bunch of people wondering um, if I'm under the weather, I'm doing just fine. (laughs) And I have a topic today I'm excited to talk about. So when we're talking about acting as if until you are, walk the walk. Right? Isn't that what they say? A lot of these mindset coaches are really big on like, if you want it, then start acting like you already have it, and then it will arrive in your existence, okay? Let's talk about how this can go so terribly wrong. Um, I gave a little bit of information in both my client only Facebook group and my uh, public Facebook group this week on this, but I want to get a little deeper today. So, (laughs) this is what's interesting. Who are you fooling? (laughs) right? If you're walking the walk, who are you trying to fool here? So it's almost like we're trying to tell the universe something that it doesn't already know about us. Guess what the universe God is tuned into? How you're feeling. It does not care what you're saying in your mind, what you're telling yourself. It cares what that inner dialogue is once you put it out there. So what you don't want to do is create a devil's advocate within your own self, right? I've talked about this just a tiny bit before, but authenticity is going to be key here. You have to be what you are. You have to own it. If it's sadness, then you have to know that that's what's at your core still. You know, you you can't just bury it and have it be that you're not sad because you're saying to everybody, oh, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm laughing. Look at me. I'm, I'm acting as if until I can finally be happy again. Um. There's something called processing, right, where we have to acknowledge what's going on inside of ourselves and work through it. We cannot just shove it down, swallow hard. It does not work, guys. And I'm the first to admit, I have tried, (laughs) and it will boil up at very inconvenient times. It will show its head when it feels like it. It's not gone, right? Buried is not gone. And now when we're talking about the subconscious mind and what we are creating in the world around us... It is dialed in to that that you're putting out and we're putting out what's at our core. You know, so if you really are swallowing all the the anger, resentment, the sadness, whatever it is, the guilt, shame, you know, all these low vibration energies, if you're swallowing those hard, it's still out there. There's no like, you can tell when somebody's laughing, but their heart is not in it versus yesterday. Oh my gosh, you guys should have seen me yesterday. I was a mess. In the most brilliant way, honestly. It was like every single thing had me laughing in hysterics. So in the area I grew up, we used to call it schmoofin foofin. I don't know where that came from, but it was a term that we always use. Where like you stay up so late and you're so overtired that everything is so hilarious. Well, let me just say yesterday I was working on just a couple hours of sleep for like the second day in a row. This whole little like allergy thing's got me a little funny and I've been talking to friends that are in different time zones and stuff. I was not getting good rest. And then boom, it was like I was on a TV sitcom or something. Like, I just could not stop laughing. You guys know those flowers? Um, they're big in New England in the fall called mums. I don't know. Maybe they're big everywhere in the fall. Um, but there was so many signs in town saying, like, big mum sale. And that would bring me to tears. I'd be laughing so hard. And then my son and I are coming home from his basketball practice. And I see this sign that says, like, veterans, veterans. Um, giant mum sale. And I thought like I was going to pee my pants. I was laughing so hard. And these are not funny things like they, they might be mildly funny, like you might kind of get a little chuckle, but I was dying. And it was contagious. Everyone I was around yesterday, I had laughing so hard that like we were literally in tears. And it was so much fun. It was the best day. Honestly, like sometimes I think the key to happiness is just letting, well, maybe it's lack of sleep. I don't know. But just letting things tickle you just that way. You know, you know what I'm talking about. We've all had those moments. Like it is not really that funny, but you cannot stop laughing. And the more you try to bury it, the more just like sadness or, you know, anger or grief or whatever all boils up. So does laughter. If you try to hold it in, it will like burst from your seams. And that was me yesterday. I Could not stop laughing. And even now, thinking back, it brings me up literally at least two or three notches on the vibration bill of life. I am just, I still think yesterday was one for the record books. Like, I just couldn't stop laughing. Something hit my funny bone just right. I was all good. I was happy. I was, like, letting things roll. Uh, Even the stuff that probably should have gotten me worked up, it was, like, nothing. Because you have this, like barrier around you and you're filled with joy, gratitude, laughter. Nothing else can exist that's on the negative plane when that's going on in your soul. So, you know, everybody needs a good dose of that from time to time. Mine just happened to be triggered from lack of sleep. um, And it was like that sort of, you know, slap happy, I think they call it, or just, you know, like, and foof and it was pure nonsense. <laughs> I was just like a girl who needed her sleep, but I did not want to go to sleep and have that day end because it was just electric. And I was literally putting off this attraction to people. Um, and we're not talking. It's funny when I say attraction. A lot of people think I'm talking like romantic stuff. I'm not. Love attraction is not about attracting love it can attract love but i am talking about like i was attracting people into my social circle um who were all high vibration high energy or you know they were just attracted to that energy that i was putting off cuz i was like m- hilarious yesterday i don't know everything was funny and so because of it it spilled over and then you know it's like watching the waves right and then it just the, you gains speed and you know, volume and power, and it's awesome, especially when that's what you're putting out, right? Nobody wants to have all your negative stuff start snowballing and gaining traction. Nobody wants that. So the thing about the devil's advocate, getting back to that again, if you really try to just carry on and act as if, and you're not, (laughs) then you are walking through life, putting out this how do I explain this in a good way? I've got a great example. Let's go with this um, friend of mine who had financially wanted to draw in using the law of attraction. She wanted to manifest money into her life, like an abundance of money, and so she decided to use this tactic. She decided to, you know, walk the walk. Act as if, give money away like she was just buying what she wanted, not giving a second thought to her spending, not budgeting, doing all the things that in her mind, future her who's going to have a whole bunch of money is going to do. She's going to be happy to give this away. No worries about where the new money's coming from because it's just going to come, which is sounds like she's following the way the, the you know that they teach. How do you do it? You just act as if. So she was trying to fully embody that. The problem there, (laughs) you're not fooling anybody. Um, What's really emotionally happening inside of her while she's doing all of this was fear. She was watching her bank account drop. She was watching her, you know, money just sort of dwindle because she was blowing money. And what happens inside you when that is going on? That is what God and universe responds to. That inner fear around money was growing, So in essence, she thought she was being this full embodiment of a wealthy person, but she wasn't. She was fear-based. So her insides were just in knots about what she was doing. She wasn't able to maintain that excitement over giving it away and knowing she had more coming. She was fully wrapped up in, oh no, like how much longer can I carry on doing this before I'm going to be out of money? And that fear is what attracted in more fe- more things to be fearful about into her life. Does that make sense? It's like um, your body automatically is going to want to look at you and sort of call you out on your stuff. So if I if I'm skipping around, like yes, I'm the wealthiest person and blah blah blah, and and yet your mind, your soul knows like oh, things are tight right now, it's going to be like, girl, you know you don't have that. (laughs) And that's what it reacts to. It's going to be – there's this thing that happens. That's what I mean by devil's advocate. It's like I could be like, oh, I'm totally okay with if, um, you know – such and such outcome happens, acting as if I'm going to be just fine either way or whatever, but then if inside I'm like, oh no, what if it goes this way? What if it goes that way? That fear base, that overrides every time. Um, That voice of, not reason, because it's not always reasonable, it's usually the stuff that's not reasonable that comes up, but it's whatever argument pops up. Whatever your mind wants to sort of come up with as an argument to this positive movement you're making, that's what the universe responds to. So think on that for a second. So like, okay, I want to manifest love into my life, right? So I'm going to try to put out there this gratitude around receiving love. But then my inside voice is going, you know you're single. <laughs> you know that the, you know, the, nobody's texting, calling. You know, if that's your place where you're at cuz I have so many clients right now who are just wanting that next love. They you know, I work with grief um around people who lost a soulmate and so these are people who love love <laughs> and they lost the love of their life. And so, you know, it's a good split between those who want to move forward and those who are like happy to not move forward and look for love again. But those wanting to move forward, uh it's funny because they they try to use these tactics. You know, they try to just embody being that confident person who just knows that, you know, I mean, I hear a lot people saying, well, God put me on this path. You know, I know that it's coming, but do they? Because often when I listen to their complaints or they're, you know, messaging me on the side, it's almost always this fear around like, well, but why hasn't it shown up yet? Like I'm getting older or I'm, um, you know, I'm not as attractive as I was when I met my first partner or like that inner dialogue, I mean, you might not say it out loud, but if you're thinking it, and more importantly, if you are feeling that at your core, the not good enough, the who's going to want me now, the did I already get mine and I should just sit back and be happy. um, All that talk is really what you're putting out vibrationally. You will never have that next new love move into your space if that's the inner dialogue happening. You got to get into the place of like, this couldn't have happened for nothing. Nothing. You know, God wouldn't strip me of a great loving situation and then just leave me sort of feeling void or, um, you know what I mean? Like what what God would do that or what on what planet does that make any sense? It doesn't. So just know it, have pure knowledge of it, not be fearful of when it's coming or if it's coming or if it'll be as good as the last, like all those fear-based things. Stop letting those override and find a way to consistently throughout your day Know that you're good enough, you're worthy, that you've got this, that your life is amazing, anybody would be lucky to have you. That kind of talk can only bring in and magnetize a beautiful, loving relationship again. But that's what, you know, the whole wholeness talk that I've been giving lately is all about. Like you don't have to be fully whole, but you do have to be in the right mindset of knowing and pure knowledge of how amazing you are. Because that, in essence, is what's putting out the vibration. Does that make sense? It's like, that's the wholeness part. When people say, like, you have to feel whole, it does not mean you have to be completely healed, processed all your stuff, never have negative emotions. It's not that. It just means that you need to understand that if that love didn't arrive, you're already amazing. You don't need that in order to be better. That is not the fix. Remember, I talked about this last week. It's not the catalyst. It really is a nice, I like to say embellishment almost of your own life. If your own life is already really good, then of course, finding a loving partner who you can enjoy it with, you can do the things, you can, you know, build each other up and support one another, then it becomes like the cherry on top. But that's all you're looking for is the cherry. You're not looking for the whole other half of the Sunday right? I don't know how I got in this ice cream analogy, but go with me here because food's always a great way to look at things. I think I could compare anything in life to food, honestly, but you get where I'm going, right? Um, So let's take a quick break. I know it's a little early here, but um, because the second half of the show, I got all kinds of other things I want to get into around the idea of how can you tell the difference between intuition and ego? Because this is a really dicey thing. So when we want to follow intuition and what feels like that little universal signal that this is what's right for you, how can we tell the difference between that and our ego that wants or desires a certain outcome? Because a lot of people will be like, oh, I just followed my gut, followed my intuition. Did you though? Or did you follow what you wanted? Because you ignored your intuition, you ignored your ego, and you decided to go with what just felt really good in that moment. So let's talk about that in the second half because it's a really fun topic and there are ways to sort of work around and make sure that you are doing this the right way. So anyway, I'll give all kinds of tips in the second half. Don't go anywhere, make sure you stick around. Okay, guys, I've got some spots that just opened up inside my client-only Facebook group. Uh, It is a $33 a month subscription, so you can come in for just a month if you want for $33, or you can stick around and stay in our wonderful community of um, other individuals who are going through hard loss um, and looking for solutions. So uh, inside there, I am doing weekly coaching. On Any topic that you desire, you just got to drop a note in there. Let me know what you want me to discuss that week. And I'm also answering questions via posts. Um, But it's a wonderful, wonderful group. I can't say enough about it. And the fact that there's space right now, I don't want you to delay if it's something you've been considering. Again, um, you could always... Step in, look at the, all the library of past um, lives and posts, get a whole bunch of knowledge for just the $33 price, and then exit out if you feel like you got everything you wanted or needed or it wasn't for you. So if that speaks to you, I will drop the link in today's podcast description. All right, guys, right back to the show. So I love following intuitive nudges because it never lies. I mean, we often want to... Just follow the heart, because doesn't it feel good? The heart always leads us to fun times, all these things. But you know what? In hindsight, every time I follow purely my heart, I go, oh, no, here we go again. I made those mistakes that I knew better in my mind, but felt really good in the moment. And then looking back, I was like, well, that was a bad path to follow. (laughs) You know, hindsight. So, oh, yeah. I mean, the heart cannot act alone in our lives if it does there's things like regret that pop up and all other things. So let's make sure our brain stays connected <laughs> in all of this. Intuition is what keeps us out of trouble. This is what I think. And again, these are my opinions. Take it or leave it. But I really believe intuition would keep us safe 100% of the time. Problem is, because it's a blend, right? It's the blend of the mind, body, spirit. I feel like it's all of it. It, it like has a higher power knowledge, this connection to like what is right, what is aligned. That, to me, is intuition. And our bodies constantly, I feel like maybe it's our soul, but is constantly trying to give us that feedback. You know when you feel like, why does higher power not actually have a voice I can hear? I think it that is it, if you can tune into it. It's just, boy, our desire for all the other stuff. It just... It puts it in a back seat a lot. So what happens is, should I go right or should I go left? And boom, first thing that pops up is almost always the intuition. And it happens so quickly and subtly that sometimes we just gloss over it and we move right into brain or heart and we stop listening to the intuitive part that, that blends it all together and knows our next best move. So Getting quiet in your head, um, maybe releasing a little bit of these strong obsessive desires that we all have, and just tuning in to what immediately pops up, that can help you a lot. So right or left? Hmm. And then, boom, I thought right, but like, ooh, left looks so beautiful right now. It's a sunny day over there, and it's a little bit of a clearer path, and before you know it, I'm headed left. But Man, did I initially know that right was right. It was like, I want to go that way. There was that little nudge of like that way. But then all these other senses pop in. You know, you can see things that look more appealing over there. You can see less, you know, obstruction. It just has that immediate reward effect of like, um, you know, that's going to immediately make me feel good. So I want to just go that way. When really you were getting pushed to go to the right. Right. And I think we know it on some level, right? When you feel that little feeling, but then you decide, but ooh, look over there. Then you are denying yourself of what you're trying to be given, which is help. (laughs) We need the help and we need to listen to it. So even if the path looks a little darker and more, uh, you know, a little less desirable over on the right, if it popped into your mind that that probably makes sense, do it. Just try to follow the intuitive nudges for a day and see what happens. Um, because yeah, those feel, I mean, anytime something feels too good, I've been listening to relationship coaches more and more lately because I'm trying to help so many of my members with their own relationship things. I never thought I was going to end up almost like a relationship coach, but often I feel that balance between the two because in working with people healing through their grief, I'm having people come out the other side feeling really healed and well and ready to move forward and wanting love again. So I'm now having to grow as a coach and be able to guide people more through relationship stuff. So who knew? But anyway, um, so when you are like, just this is what I've been gathering from all of this coaching I've been receiving, which is, you know, if you have that feeling of wow, that desire over there is making me want to go that way. But my first instinct was to go this way, but it looks a little tougher. It's almost akin to like when you first meet somebody and sometimes you get your heart racing and all that attraction stuff pops up um, and we think, "Ooh, well, maybe this is like that nudge and this person could be my next person. That's likely not the nudge that's likely the lust. <laughs> it's likely the whatever level of like interest that is, you know, your heart just wants to go towards. But it doesn't mean that that is what's best for you. I think especially when the heart gets involved, we can ignore a lot of signs and signals. Like a lot of those intuitive nudges get thrown out the window because we think to ourselves, well, that could change. It could be nothing. It could, I mean, it." but look at this perfect package in front of me right they've got all the stuff all the the things on paper that make sense none of that is what you should be following at all and especially if your heart starts racing and the butterflies in your stomach um it's great don't get me wrong if you can have that but it's also wonderful if the first step forward was just more of an interest in how and who they are on like, A person, a human level, like, you know, are they a good person? Are they kind? Do they have ambition? Are they treating people kindly? Do they, you know, what have they done in this world type of things? Like really like that balance, like, yes, it's great that you have that attraction, but don't let that get confused with, oh, well, that must be intuition. It's not. Don't gauge it based on those sensory things that pop up inside you. A great way to get in touch with and this is one of my little tips on how can you know intuition versus ego and ego let's just define that first is more of the like the conscious desire for something like I have had people who had their list of like man this one member was telling me that, you know they had to be an old-fashioned lady old-fashioned ladies don't exist anymore which already you know you've already Eliminated the possibility of that showing up for yourself just with that negative self-talk, but um, you know they have to enjoy going to church and not not hanging out with um, you know just their girlfriends all the time and um, oh my goodness the lists that I hear and they, I'm combining a couple different clients but like really I hear it all. And it usually is um, this really big list of things that are so important. And now we're stuck on paper. We're stuck in our mind. We're not paying attention to what is happening around us and what our gut, our soul is speaking to, what it needs, right? And what, and okay, so let me give the tip again or not again. I haven't even given the tip yet. All right, (laughs) let me give the tip. So the tip is think of a time. So close your eyes for a second. We're going to think about a time in your life where everything felt really easy, really good and aligned. You never had to look back and wonder, did I make the right choice? It was definitely the right choice. You felt your inside, your inner knowledge, your intuition speak to you and tell you exactly what you should be doing and you followed. And because of it, you were rewarded with something you had so much gratitude for can you find that memory inside a time where it just was like, right, I did all the right things, I I made the right moves, the right call, I didn't question, I just followed my gut. Uh, now, dial into what that feels like in your body. You know, does your body feel like like this little feeling in your gut? Is there a feeling up by your throat? Is there a little heart race? Is there like what is it? Does it feel hot, cold? Like really identify. And it's hard for some people have a real hard time with what does my body feel like, but get inside, drop in. What did that experience feel like internally? So once you know that, you can pause this if you need to to really study it for a minute. Okay. So now if you've got that memory. Now we're going to go to a time where you thought you were following your gut. You fully embraced that heart flutter, that, ooh, this looks like a great idea. All the while, there might have been a voice in your head kind of questioning it. I don't know, but... Um, you fully went for something and it turns out it was all wrong for you. It was, the, there was nothing that got gained out of it that like learning growth came from. Like it was just an all in bad decision. I wish I had done that different. I have regret, all that stuff. What does that feel like inside your body? So give yourself a minute to come up with that so you can compare. All right. So now if you have that memory, here's what I want you to do. Now you've got sort of the... Have you ever seen the dowsing sticks? It's like the dowsing rod kind of thing. It's almost like now you can use anytime something pops in, you know what a feeling of yes feels like and you know what a feeling of no feels like. Yes was that aligned everything fell into place feeling. If that's what's coming up for you, that's the path. That's the choice. That's intuition. And if all red flags are up and it's like, oh, this feels familiar. This was just like that time that I did it. And I can feel that in my body. It is a similar feeling. Then you know to walk away. You know that's not what's aligned for you. So that is a really powerful exercise to do. I often forget to do it. But um, I do think it starts with just being in a really healthy place around what it is that you're so attracted to, whether we're talking about a new job or a relationship or what, it doesn't matter. What is it that's drawing you to it? Because if it's all the wrong things, I mean, (laughs) you know, you got to be knowing what's right. I mean, the other thing is, even if you make a bad choice here, guys, and you follow your gut, let's go with the relationship thing again, since I'm on that talk right now. Um, And you decide to pursue someone and then all these red flags come up and you ignore them uh, and you just continue to down the path. Um, it's not too late. It's not like you screwed up and you can't ever get out of it. You, you can always change your mind. There's always another fork in the road coming. Um, you create that for yourself. So just be constantly tuned in to reevaluating. Am I following where my heart just wants to go because it seems easier. It seems like a quick fix, a, you know, an immediate endorphin release of just like good stuff initially, but in the long term, this is all bad. Or like, is it really something that feels good and sustainable and that you don't want to let go of and you always want to have? Like, that's different. You know what I mean? Like the, the immediate rush and feel good thing, when we're chasing that, that ends, right? It's like having a spike in a roller coaster right at the beginning And then then what? Right. You've already reached the peak. It already went as high as it could physically go. So what's the rest of the ride look like? Kind of weak. Right. Like if you peak out at the very beginning, what the heck? (laughs) Leave some of those fun twists and turns for later into the you know what I mean? So, yeah, if it's all fire right at the start, but then the sustainability or like longevity of it seems cut short because you can already see a million ways where this would never work what are you doing? What are you wasting your time for? Listen to your gut. Follow that intuition because usually, even if we, our mental state is saying, oh, well, you walk away from this, then you're back to being alone again, or you're going to have to figure your life all out. You don't know that. That is, again, a presumption of a future experience. What you really need to stay dialed into is the knowledge and faith that God and universe is going to provide for you opportunity as soon as you close one door, the other opens. But if you're unwilling to walk away from something that's not serving you, then you're just stuck. You're stuck with, I made a bad choice, and now this is my existence. And that does not have to be. Life is constantly opening new doors. It's just some people are truly so bound in the life choices that they made that they refuse to even try to crack a door open again to see what else could exist. And it's like, for what? I mean, I have friends right now who are in situations that they know that they should be not in anymore. But the fear base that keeps us stuck is usually around all these unknowns that no one could possibly answer this for you guys. No one could possibly ever know that one thing will lead to the other. Like you don't, it's not dominoes. You're not hitting the first one. And then because I hit this one, it can only hit this next one. And that one can only hit the. No, we know it's like veins and arteries, right? They just like splan out, <laughs> right? There's like a million channels in which it could go. And so your job is just to take the first step. It's not to figure out where it's going to go from there or what turn or what now. And that's usually the fear-based part that gets everybody so stuck is like, well, then what? Oh my gosh, if I leave my job, then what? What if I don't find something else? I need to have a plan. I need to have the next job lined up before I leave this one. I need to, and I'm not saying go out there and make stupid choices for yourself and just free fall and know that God will take care of it. But if you don't open the door of opportunity, like at least if you're in this job that you know is not serving you, you better start putting some resumes out, like start there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like just standing still and being miserable is not the answer. Being in a, in a loveless relationship is not the answer. Does it mean you have to like cut ties and divorce and now who gets the kids on weekends and oh my gosh and your mind's all over the place? It doesn't even mean that. It means start making a plan. You're either going to go to counseling and work on it or your heart is already not in it. It's checked out and it's time to leave and then give yourself the opportunity to find a love that is full of passion again. Does that make sense? I just don't want people to think, well, man, intuition is just like too hard to know whether it's that or just what I want. No, it's really not that hard. I think most of us actually are pretty aligned with what is best for us most of the time. It's just a scary situation to just put your neck out there. But what's scarier to me anyway is a life in which I'm following a path that's not lined for me. If I'm following a path that doesn't feel so good, that's way more terrifying than, than stepping out and putting my neck out there and potentially failing. I would so much rather fail than never have tried. Life is so boring once you get into that monotonous rut of robotic stuff. Don't do that to yourself. Like Make sure every day is fun-filled. It's got possibility. It's got like something you're looking forward to. And if it doesn't, you better step back, 50,000 foot overview a little bit, look at things and be like, what needs to change here? What part is sucking my soul (laughs) down and into the ground? Because you need to release that. Those weights are just holding you back. I just love, love the whole connection to freedom and like going with what feels good in a moment. And I haven't always been this way because I was quite a planner before, but now that's gone. I mean, maybe that was one of the gifts that came out of losing my husband because there has to be gifts, guys. And I honestly think I the new version of me is much more carefree, much more willing to just take risks and see how it goes because what's the worst that's going to happen? I don't want to end up at the end of my life looking back and wondering, hmm, I wonder if I had followed that, what would have happened? I wonder if I had listened to that little nudge and done it, what would have happened? I mean, something as simple as like I'm doing a certified hypnotherapy class right now. Now, if I had never even signed up for that, I have all these people I never would have met and wouldn't be in my life right now. Who knows? Like, you can't just go, oh, well, this is the nudge I was getting. Now I have to be a certified hypnotherapist. Maybe I don't. Maybe I never do anything with that. But maybe I was meant to be there. Maybe I was meant to meet one person. Maybe I was meant to, um, you know, just not be so focused on one aspect of my business that I had been buried in and I needed to, like, release that. Like, who knows? It's just about continual action, guys, not just staying put and when things don't feel really good. So if you haven't hit the level of your life feels really good, then maybe this is where you start releasing the things that feel really bad and and or taking a little step forward towards something else that feels better. Put the resume out, (laughs) you know, something like that. Um, Sign up for some counseling, whatever it is, you know, take one step forward towards a better life and then just see are things starting to get better. Then you're on the right path. I mean, you don't need any kind of like answer book as to whether you're following your intuition if things start feeling better. Right. (laughs) Um, But be very careful, like I said, about the immediate gratification, because that's not Following intuition, immediate gratification is following heart. That's truly like where you're, where the confusion often sets in. Maybe I should have called this episode "The Lies We Tell Ourselves," <laughs> because that's kind of what ties these two topics together. Um, you know, because right now I'm talking about this intuition versus ego piece, and some of you might be wondering, how does this necessarily connect with the telling yourself you're better when you're not? Well. All of the above, how all sort of tie into the idea of living a life that is totally full um, and feels really good, and how to get there, and um, and if we're trying to achieve it and using law of attraction or um, manifestation practices, and if we are trying to ha- find ways to follow true alignment and let go of you know, just the immediate fix and all of that, you know, what I, I think it all ties together really beautifully because it's truly about what your feelings are at your core and being dialed in on knowing yourself. Um, and when throughout the day, which is where I'm at now, you check in consistently with what am I feeling? You'll see the reflection of life around you. Um, I've noticed like yesterday was a brilliant example, right? Like I told you, I was just like hilarious. (laughs) I I mean, even thinking about it now, I just, there was moments where I was back to being like a, you know, 12 year old little girl, just laughing with my friend on the sideline, like to the point of tears over the silliest of things. But like where we had to keep almost like giggling in the back of class. And now the teacher's coming and we had to kind of be quiet because we were like, oh my gosh, we're like almost disruptive at this point because we were laughing so hard that people couldn't stop staring at us. That is true happiness to your core. And if I could have more days like that, my day was just like lit. It was all day long. Good stuff happening. And I think it was a reflection of that inner feel good. Um, there was a few moments yesterday where I was kind of down in the dumps, mostly because I wasn't he- feeling healthy. So feeling healthy, we're, I mean, this is a mind, body, spirit podcast. So let's dial into that a bit. If you feel lousy because you're not taking care of yourself, you're eating poorly or out of shape or not healthy, it can actually bring down your mood and then mess up your whole manifesting process. So stay healthy and well, guys. So once I started drinking water, eating better, all that stuff yesterday, um, it definitely helped me. I had been, like I told you, tons of caffeine, just trying to stay awake and alert, um, all these things, cause this allergy thing was, that was going on. Um, and all of that wasn't really reflecting to good things happening in my day. I don't know what the switch was, like at what point I started getting really silly, but I think it was probably once the overtiredness just started to like settle in. But then as soon as the laughter just started breaking out of me, It was just so good. I can look at every aspect of my life, business, personal, whatever, it all lit up. It was good. So I mean, just keep doing that. And if I look to earlier in the week, when I had a couple days where I was just, uh, um, my kids, I was like yelling at my children. I was frustrated with them and all these things that like are not the best version of me and not even really aligned with who I am at my core. I'm usually a very super patient person and I had just no patience to offer to anybody. You know, I was kind of getting yelly with the car in front of me. You all know my driving. i talk about it on this podcast all the time. And sometimes that's my (laughs) Achilles heel of sorts, like where I definitely sometimes get annoyed with people that can't follow signs when me, myself will often do things that are not according to the way it should be going. So It's funny, a little hypocrisy with my driving, but anyway, um, you know, all that I could see it as a reflection in every aspect of my life where I was just getting short with people, annoyed with people, you know, my kids couldn't really win. (laughs) It was just, eh. Um, and so that is, again, it's just your inside emotions spewing out because you haven't dealt with them, um. You know, and sometimes it is poor health choices or lack of sleep or whatever. Could go either way, I guess. So don't use that as a technique to get silly. It doesn't always work. Sometimes you're just overtired and you want to just fall asleep in your coffee or whatever. (laughs) And Yeah, I've had both versions surface when I'm overtired. Um, This time, I think what it was, was deep down in, I had all of this joy that wanted to come out. Whoa. I almost knocked my microphone over. Sorry, guys. Um, but um, I talk with my hands a lot. So when I'm doing that and I'm podcasting, sometimes I knock over my whole shelf here. Um, but yeah, so I definitely think that deep down I had that in there that was ready to come out. So, But if I am overtired and deep down, I haven't dealt with and processed all my grief stuff. Some days it comes out that way and I haven't given it ample time to just move on out and through me. And when I don't, then unfortunately people will get the short end of the stick. Like, you know, the poor guy in front of me who can't do anything right because I'm annoyed that I'm 10 minutes behind because I left late. (laughs) Right? It's nothing to do with him. Oh, man. But guys, I don't know how I just cruised right through this whole episode so fast. And I still feel like I could speak on this topic for days. It's a good one. Um, And what's fun about it is that this is something we can control Um, And you can grow big time by making some of these changes that I've suggested today. Um, Always remember, though, this is not a... Podcast that is intended for mental health. It is just what works for me. It's the ways that I've navigated things. And when I see things going really right in my own life, I like to share how I've learned to get there. Um, I like to give words of caution over ways that we could be sort of self sabotaging. Because, like I said, um, I really think that at times people just so much want to walk the walk. And um, By doing that, you could be just waking up that inner devil's advocate that wants to go, girl, you're not that. Stop it. (laughs) And if that starts coming up, then you know, like, all I could be possibly doing is attracting more of the crap because I know that this is like I'm walking some BS here. I'm not actually authentically the things that I'm putting out and acting as if. I am not going to, like, nobody's going to hop in a Honda and say, oh, this Lamborghini is amazing. I mean, that's stupid. And if your mind says like, that's a stupid idea, then then don't do it. Some people could fully embrace like, I mean, I've seen people actually manifest with these methods, but it's because they don't have that inner like, it's a Honda voice hap- coming up. If you have that voice, listen to it. You know, if your body goes like, uh, no, there's no like, you know, beautiful supermodel about to walk through my front door. And so every time you are imagining and acting as if that comes up and you're like, yeah, right. I wish if that happens, then stop imagining that because really you're just manifesting more of belief that that will never happen. So that's where it gets sticky. And then just paying attention to that and what your inner talk is will help you immensely. Guys, thank you for joining me on this episode. It was a fun one for me because it's one of the topics I love to talk on. So uh, I'm grateful for all of you. Keep supporting if you can and like, follow, all the stuff. Tell your friends, um, you know, just making a comment on an episode that you liked or didn't. uh, Any feedback. It's great. So it helps me to get better. Thanks, guys, so much. And I can't wait to see you again next week.